The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sport Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're all brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with an overall under game. Just at the sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGP to enter our free $250 US Open contest. Just download SGPN in the App Store and hit contest. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, uh, joining you from Newcastle in North East England. The date is Wednesday, June 15, and we are here to handicap um, a slate of MLB games for Thursday, June the 16th. We've got nine games to handicap. And joining us, I haven't spoken to him this week. Uh, what's been going on, Noah? What's happening? How's it going, Malcolm? Doing pretty well. Uh, just nothing too special. Only uh, a week worth of prep before the College World Series starts. So all, all the all the big games on ESPN for the uh, rest of the spring here with college games. So uh, fun times. But yeah, just been busy on that side of things. But still handicapping baseball, but not uh, MLB again. Like uh, I've mentioned on the podcast before, I haven't watched too much. Of it, but I have been getting back into the game up to speed because I only have eight teams to watch now instead of 64 and 300 college baseball teams. <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, I've still been trying to uh, get across the college baseball stuff. I've got no idea what's going on, but I've very much enjoyed uh, all your content. So maybe next year, <laughs> if you prep me early enough, I'll take a run up at it uh, and I'll try and get involved next year. Um, right. It's also, tough, it's tough for little... you because it's right in the horse racing season. So, Yeah, well, I had a little winner today, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Congrats. Uh, also joining us, we've got a little three-way moon after still up and out somewhere. Uh, but Dylan Rockford is here uh, to make our third leg tonight. Dylan, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Malcolm. Good to be with you guys today. Uh, we got a short handicap today for only six games on the board, but Twins just scored, so looking good today. Yeah, there's been some early games, and um, I know you had your dog earlier on, was the under in the Philly in Miami game, which is already hit. And then I was just about to say when we started recording that the, the Twins and Mariners game is on as we speak. And Nobody had even looked like scoring. It was nothing, nothing. I'm into the seventh. And then the second we came on, Minnesota have just uh, hit the front. And I think, oh, I don't know, Seattle have got some runners on base now. So, yeah, Minnesota in front. So, let's see if you can hang on there. Yeah, bottom seven, Minnesota won nothing up. Um, I had one little winner at Ascot today. I gave out one pick with Chase on the notorious OTB uh, for Wednesday's card. And that one at five to one. Uh, so money in the bank there. I was pleased about that. Um, I have also today um, compromised the structure of a massive block of Parmesan cheese. Uh, but that's really of interest to nobody other than me. Um, so that's what's been going on over here today. Um, so we will start at the top of this slate, which is a... I'm going to get it on the right day. I've got today's scores up currently. Um... 1.35 tomorrow afternoon, Eastern Time, is the Auckland Athletics at the Boston Red Sox. show favourite, Paul Blackburn, going for Auckland. And Rich Hill, the lefty, is going for Boston. Uh, it always takes me a little moment just to load these lines up and then I've got them uh, ready for the rest of the episode. Um, they're today's games. Sorry, folks, I'll be with you in a matter of moments. Here we go. Oakland, plus 120. Boston, minus 140. The total is set at nine. Um, Blackburn is five and two. Um, 231 ERA, 66 and a third pitched, 47 Ks and a 101 whip. Uh, Hill is two and three with a 438 ERA, 49 and a third pitched, 
uh, with 40 keys and a 122 whip. Um, Blackburn obviously was going along really, really, really nicely and then just maybe appeared to have gone on the slide and we were expecting some regression. It looked like it had kicked in. He had two um, four earned run starts. Um, but then last time, got right back on track. He pitched eight innings um, at Cleveland. Uh, scored. Um, so, uh, yeah, not quite sure what to expect from Blackburn. Um, he did face Boston here on the 6th of June. Um, gave up four earned runs uh, in that one. So there's possibly a little clue there. Um, Richel's still going okay. We expect the regression from him as well. Not come yet. Um, he faced um, Oakland in this that same series that Blackburn did on the 6th, um, the day before um, Rich Hill faced Boston. Um, only gave up, faced Oakland, sorry, gave up one earned run in that one. Um, the two teams played each other last night, Tuesday, and it looked like a similar game to me, similar kind of matchup. Um, Boston won that one 6-1. Um, might be a couple of runs closer, but I actually, I think Boston are a good price at minus 140. Um, but I think Boston on the run line, uh, a plus 140, uh, are an excellent price. I do think there should be uh, maybe three or four runs better here than Oakland. Oakland just suck effectively. Um, and I think Boston will have the measure of Blackburn. So, yeah, um, if you want to take Boston at minus 140, do it. Uh, but if you're feeling a bit fruity, um, take Boston on the run line at plus 140. Uh, we'll hit you up first, um, Noah. What do you make of um, Oakland at Boston? Yeah, so I think I'm going to back you on that run line. Honestly, there's not much run production going on in this Oakland offense over the last uh, seven days here, over the last week. The only guy that's hitting above 300 is Christian Bethencourt, who's hitting 455. He's 10 for 22 with 22 total bases. <laughs> I had to sneeze there. Sorry. Uh, apologize. Um, and for the Red Sox, um, <laughs> for the Red Sox, uh, in their last five games, Xander Bogarts is hitting 412. He has nine total bases. He's seven for 17. And Rob Ref Snyder, he's four for 10 in the last uh, three games that he's seen playing time. He's hitting 400. That's not a bad price if you're looking at uh, DFS plays. But yes, I'll be on Red Sox to win this game, and I'll probably pick the run line as well. <clears throat> Okay, uh, no, I really enjoyed that sneeze. You should see his little face, people. If you could see what I do, uh, it's, it's enough to warm your heart. Uh, Dylan smirking away. Uh, Oakland at Boston? Yeah, I think it's going to be a team ride. I'm going to take the Red Sox here at home. I got it at minus 138. I favored him all the way up to a minus 160. Uh, I know our boy Paul Blackburn is on the mound, but I just think this is a bad spot for him. Red Sox are red hot, and I think they're really seeing the ball well. Noah said it perfectly. A's just have no run production right now. They have one win in their last 10 games. The Red Sox swept the A's in their last uh, three-game series. I agree. I think there is a tremendous value on the run line, but I'm going to play it safe. I'll just take them on the money line. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I like uh, I like the term team ride. I've never – I don't think we've had that one before. So, yeah, I think we can get yeah, hashtag, hashtag team ride uh, for the team three ride. tonight. Let it ride. In 20 Eastern first pitch is a San Diego Padres at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Joe Musgrove um, is going for the Cubs and Swarmer. What's Swarmer's first name? Quick. Swarmer. It's Matt. <coughs> it's Matt. Uh, Informer. Was that that song, Informer? Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what yeah, I went well, for. Done. I went for Swarmer yeah, I- and Informer. I should, yeah, I should get extra man points for recognizing that. That's that's like that game just, Shazam. You you drilled it there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's my generation. Yeah. That is that is that is twenty five years old. So um, I had every right to more than Dylan. Um, San Diego are minus one sixty four. Uh, Chicago Cubs are plus one thirty eight. The total is set at nine and a half. Um, who's taking the lead on this one, boys? Go for it. Yes. So uh, Joe Musgrove, he got pushed back. I know Malcolm, me and you talked about maybe him going tonight on a Monday or Tuesday's game, but he got pushed back, but uh, we're still going to back him on the road. He's only allowed one run in his last 27 innings pitch. I just think this is a bad spot for a Cubs team who I don't think anyone really wants to back them. They're struggling really bad. They don't play well at home. They're 11 and 22 at home. I just think the Padres roll them here. 
Uh, Padres run line here at minus 110. Okay, well, I'll, I'll jump in here because I thought exactly the same thing. There's three games here um, that are handicapped consecutively uh, just the way they fell on the card. And they all came out as boring run lines. Uh, so we'll get to them one at a time as we go. But this was one of them. Um, I think we said it last night before the Blue Jays smashed Baltimore 11-1. to 1. Um, But it's not very original and uh, we'll try and pick you uh, some funky picks when we get a chance. But sometimes you just got to take the good joke. Uh, and I fully agree with you, Dylan, that the San Diego run line um, minus 110. The Cubs have lost eight and then don't look like winning a game. Um, so, yeah, uh, until the Cubs do anything differently, it's going to be um, a perma fade. Uh, of them. So, yeah, San Diego run line for me. Uh, Noah, have you got anything uh, funky to add to this one? Yeah, there is some funky stats uh, on the offense for the Cubs right now. You got five guys hitting over 300 in their last seven games here. Uh, Nick Madrigal, PJ Higgins, um, both of those guys are kind of new to the lineup, but you have Ian Happ, who's kind of been their leader of the offense for most of the series, hitting 316 with 11 total bases. He's six for 19 in five games. Um, Jan Gomes, he's hitting 308, and then Rafael Ortega is hitting 300 for the Padres. I mean, Austin Nola is hitting 455. He's sort of a platoon guy at the catcher position. He's five for 11 uh, in three games. Jake Cronenworth, he's heating up. He's at he's hitting 423 over the last seven games for the Padres. 11 for 26. Nomar Mazzara out of nowhere. He's played the last six games. He's hitting 364, eight for 22. Uh, four RBIs, eight total bases. Jorge Alfaro, the other guy to that catcher platoon here. He's five for 15 with a home run and nine total bases. Hassong Kim hitting 318. He's seven for 22. The thing that sticks out a little bit is that Manny Machado on my fantasy team, he seems to be slumping just a little bit from what he's been performing like so far this season. He's hitting 241 over his last seven games. So maybe just stay away from Machado here. But uh, I just want to add because I'll, I'll probably be playing the money line or the run line here with you guys too. When the when the Padres win, they don't win close. They they cover that run line. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of their last nine wins have been on the run line. Okay. Uh, a lot of good stats there. Uh, Noah, I noticed um, actually living a Vila Loca. You had a good win last week because you've been, uh, you've had a few hidings <laughs> recently. Oh, um, my yeah. God. But you yeah, did you mean, get a nine to nothing a few years? Yeah, I skunked. Uh, who was it? I, I don't. I don't know. They don't. They don't belong to be called out either. I, it was just. It was just a lucky <laughs> week for my team. Uh, honestly, like I had one of those weeks that you had against me, where like I had seven bombs in the first two days, so I had won that category and uh, on Tuesday, and then uh, I don't know. It just went right for my team for once this week. I guess this team has been awful. Like I, I, like I said, I hit on a lot of guys that I wanted in the draft, and they, they really just have not been. Vladimir Guerrero was number one overall pick by me, just slumping. Salvador Perez, third round, bad. But yeah, uh, not much more to add on the on the season long living a Vila Loca. I haven't played much DFS lately with all the college baseball I've been focusing on. Um, yeah, I've. Quite enjoyed your team being terrible, but uh, I was I was pleased by <laughs> you last week that you uh, you got a much deserved confidence boost with that uh, with that nine nil no. So maybe you can build on it and you can yeah. climb into the same half of right, the league uh, right now. <laughs> same half. Uh, right now I'm in a barn burner. Uh, it's a five four game right now between uh, Jamie. So yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, right, let's go to. The Baltimore Orioles at the Toronto Blue Jays, which is 307 Eastern first pitch. It is Tyler Wells and it is Kevin Gorsman. Uh Baltimore two to one. Underdogs Toronto minus two forty-five. The total is set at eight and a half. Um this very well might be one of the uh these short favorite run lines. Uh, that we talked about, unless Dylan Rockford has come up with something very fancy for us. No. So for me, I got Blue Jays on the run line here. I love this spot for Kevin Gossman. I think he has a bounce back after that bad loss he did against the Twins. 
Uh, as for the Orioles, Tyler Wells, he's been good this season, but on the road, almost two points higher in ERA. That can affect you, especially going up against a Blue Jays team uh, with their lineup. And the Blue Jays are great at home. After losing on Monday, I think they come out strong. So I'm actually kind of glad they lost, so now I could back them. So I'm going to take it at minus 114, Blue Jays minus one and a half. Uh, Noah, uh, Baltimore at Toronto? Yeah, minus 114, minus one and a half on the Blue Jays for me as well. The Orioles are three and three in their current road trip with the over eight and a half hitting in all six of those games. Uh, during the Blue Jays' last six games, they are also three and three, and the over eight and a half is four and two in those games for Baltimore. Tyler Wells, he's three and four with a 386 ERA, 33 strikeouts, 11 walks, and 54.2 innings pitch this year. And for Toronto, Kevin Gosman, he's five and five. With a 267 ERA, 77 strikeouts, only 10 walks in 70.2 innings from in, innings pitched. For me, I'm I'm going to be on the Toronto run line here at home. Um, for Baltimore, they have a couple of guys that are hitting pretty well right now. Robinson, Chirino, Cedric Mullins, they're both right at 300 there. And then Anthony Santander, he's got two home runs. He's 5 for 15, batting 333 in his last three games. Um, so... The, the Orioles lineup seems to be doing all right, and that's why you see they're, um, they're not doing too bad over the last week. And for the Blue Jays, finally, Lourdes Gurriel's heating up, and I, I grabbed him when somebody dropped him in our season-long fantasy. He's 11 for 24 in his last six games, hitting forward 58 with five RBIs and 18 total bases. Gabriel Moreno, he's the catcher that got called up um, all the – Blue Jays fans showed up in Comerica Park in Detroit to cheer on the kid. He's four for 11 to start the year, four total bases, two RBIs, hitting 364. Teoscar Hernandez hitting 364 with 10 total bases, eight for 22. Raimel Tapia, he's hitting 357, five for 14, 10 total bases. Um, Vladdy Jr. hitting 333, nine for 27, seven RBIs, 16 total bases. Bo Bichette hitting 310. Santiago Aspinall hitting. 304, Kevin Biggio hitting 300. Everybody on this team is hitting. I love the run line. Maybe even take a team total here. Yeah, it just um, surprised you. This was one of the one of the three that are written down. I actually had this written down at minus 125. Um, so the lines moved in uh, my favor a little bit to minus 114. Just a note on Anthony Santander, you mentioned he's on the restricted list. He's uh, unvaccinated. Uh, so oh, I'm able to make the trip to Canada. Um, Thanks yeah, for I know, yeah, I've so some... now now not many of the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the Toronto must be getting a little competitive edge because every week there's two or three um, of a certain club. I know the Yankees managed to get themselves sorted out. There's always two or three of the club who can't make it, uh, and it must Is... be making some percentage difference. I don't know. Someone somewhere must have done the maths. Uh, what were you going to say, Noah? Is uh, Anthony Santander's replacement Kyle Stowers? Yes. Is that the Yes. Okay. So he's the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he was, yeah. he was a good player in college, came from Stanford. He went one for three in his first game with a double in RBI. So, I mean, he might not be a bad cheap option there. I, I know the kid can hit. So. Yeah. It'd be, uh, it'd be, it'd be around about 2000 on, uh, on, on the DFS board. Sure. So, um, yeah. Um, like to take advantage of, uh, of Noah's, um, college, um, college expertise. Uh, any of these bets um, are ultimately at our title sponsor, WinBet. Uh, so take advantage of the Bet50 to win $200 promotion there, where a $50 bet qualifies you for, for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Um, if you bet $500 or on sports or casino before July the 31st, uh, you'll get ended to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, which includes a two-night stay with resorts for you in your entire league. What a prize that is. Um, you can also party with DJ Diesel. Um, if you bet $100 on NBA or Casino, you'll be entered into that prize draw to attend a DJ Diesel performance at Encore Beach Club, as well as a meet and greet with uh, DJ Diesel and Shaquille O'Neal this summer. Offer subject to change, T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 
double O. Uh, I'm also going to tell you about Sleeper. Um, I very much enjoyed San Francisco turning up in their uh, in their fantasy football today saying that said stashing up here on IR isn't cheating. Obviously a bit of a pop at Tommy Farm after all that silliness. Um, and Sleeper is the place that you want all your um, fantasy football leagues. I've got mine on there uh, as have millions of others. Uh, but the new over or under game is worth a look as well. Dead easy to play. Um, if you pick the um, over or under uh, for some player props you like in whatever sport, basketball, uh, hits points, etc. If you choose your stake, um, you can win two to 20 times that stake uh, by big and right. The chat group um, is a good fun feature. Uh, you can copy your friends' picks. You can fade your friends' picks. Uh, you can all get in there together and sweat it out uh, as a team. Um, if you want to use the code slash SGP MLB, Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Um, so use that code is sleeper.com slash SGP MLB for the 100% deposit match bonus. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Uh, 310 Eastern first pitch, the Cleveland Guardians at the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Tristan McKenzie and Chad Kuhl uh, goes for Colorado. Um, the lines are uh, minus 120. Uh, for the Cleveland Guardians, the Colorado Rockies are plus 100. Uh, the line is set at 11 and a half. Uh, uh, three and five, 309 ERA, um, 64 one inch pitch, 55Ks and a 089 whip. Uh, Kuhl is four and three with a 370 ERA, 58 in the third pitch, 42Ks and a 139 whip. Um, I like McKenzie. Uh, he's a pitcher I've been watching. He got a little bit of stick early in the season of various quarters, but he settled he settled into it really nicely. Um, he's got a 321 ERA on the road, which is perfectly acceptable. Bear in mind, he, he got little two starts ago at Baltimore, but I think that was the exception rather than the rule. So that's inflated uh, that number a little bit. And he needs to keep his walks down. And he's been going deep into games as well. He's been he's been fairly reliable. Uh, from that point of view, um, Chad Kuehl is noticeably better at home um, in Coors Field. He is inconsistent. Uh, his last home start over Atlanta uh, was a zero earned run effort. Um, this game, I think, was relatively low scoring last night. Um, let me just check that one. Um, I thought the 11.5 was really high um, here because I do like these two pitches to be able to keep this fairly competitive. Um I'm looking at the wrong team. I'm just trying to dig out uh, Tuesday's uh, Tuesday's score. In this the thing game. I'll add on McKenzie is he's more of a flat ball, fastball guy. And with his control issues, he might have a little bit of trouble here in the altitude at Coors Field. Um, th- that already flat fastball is going to be pretty easy to hit for these uh, Rocky sluggers. So that's that's the one nerve I have about uh, this. And I, I think the slight dog price on the Rockies might be playable there. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, four to three that um, Tuesday night game finished. Um, so yeah, um, well, I'll, I'll stick with me. Um, hopefully, McKenzie can hold it together and not walk too many. Dylan likes uh, you like the Rockies at the dog, and Dylan the way Dylan loves a home puppy. Uh, Dylan is at Colorado. No, I'm actually agreeing with you. I like the under here. I'm taking a card out of your bag. Uh, Eleven and a half at Coors Field. Two good pitchers on the mound. Winds are blowing horizontal throughout the outfield. So, And as surprising as it may seem, the Rockies have gone under this number in five straight games. So I think we see a pretty similar game like we did in the first one. Like you said, it did go under this number. Two good pitchers with Cool and McKenzie. I, I think it goes under. I set my line at 10.6. Next is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. Do you want me to I'm jump into a couple finish. of bats for that game? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, so after you give the Colorado pick, I just I cut you off. Um, yeah, hit us no, I was just DFS filling game. in while you were looking at the lines. But uh, yeah, okay, no, you will go the, for it. Man. The Guardians have a few cheap bats that are hitting well right now. Uh, Ahmed Arzario, he's hitting three eighty one, and Josh Naylor hitting three oh four. Oscar Gonzalez hitting four hundred, and then you got the big name and Jose Ramirez. He's raking right now four seventeen. He's got two home runs in his last six games. He's 10 for 24 with 22 total bases. And then Steven Kwan's uh, up there again. He's hitting 474, nine total bases. He's nine for 19. So when that kid's getting on base at the top of the lineup or 
at the bottom of the lineup, setting the table for the top of the lineup. Uh, this Guardians offense is doing well lately. And uh, for the Rockies side of things, Jonathan Daza, he has uh, a 346 average in his last six games, 10 total bases. Iglesi- Jose Iglesias and Elias Diaz are both hitting 333, and that's it for the Rockies. Yeah, Ahmed Rosario is always a good um, stolen base play. Um, in DFS for those extra five points. And Jonathan Dars has been sneaky. Um, a sneaky little DFS play as well. When he plays, um, he often puts up puts up a few points. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies at the Washington Nationals is a 7-5 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Zach Wheeler for the Phillies. I've got Patrick Corbin going for Washington. Uh, we talked about this last night that the pitching stuff is all over the place. Um, we're gonna have, we've got some more pitching shenanigans to come uh, in a few of the later games. So with those five or six pitches that went on the IL yesterday, um, a lot of the um, probable pitches um, are yet to be decided. I've got Patrick Corbin going for Washington. Um, Dylan's going to handle this game for us. I do have some lines uh, which tells you that Corbin might be the name that we're after. Uh, Philly minus 210, Washington plus 176, and the total is at nine and a half. Dylan, is it Corbin? And therefore, what have you got? Yeah, I have Corbin, uh, Malcolm, and this play scares me, but I'm actually going to cautiously take an under here. I feel like Zach Wheeler has been pitching much better since probably around the middle of May. I feel like he's been, I feel like he'll be able to limit the nationals, but uh, my one concern is Patrick Corbin. Uh, I think he might get lit up, but both teams have been playing a lot of unders lately. So I'm thinking on Wheeler to have a great game on the road. Maybe we're looking at a four, one, five, two game, but I think this game goes under nine and a half. Uh, Noah, um, Philly at Washington. Yeah, so for me, I, I, I like the streakiness that the Phillies have had lately. I'm going to be playing that against Corbin because I just don't really trust Corbin on the bump. For the Nationals, Caber Ruiz, he's hitting 438 in his last four games. He's 7 for 16 with a home run, two RBIs and 11 total bases. Um, Nelson Cruz, he's heating back up or at least getting started this year. I think this is his first hot streak. He's hitting 360 in his last six games, seven RBIs, 17 total bases, two tanks. He's nine for 25. Um, Luis Garcia, the shortstop, he's 320, hitting 321, nine for 28. Uh, with 10 total bases and also Josh Bell. He's hitting 318, 15 total bases, seven for 22 in that stretch. Um, and for some reason, my uh, Phillies stats page just closed out that I wrote down. Uh, let me pull this back up. I, my Wi-Fi has been acting up on me today. Um, I don't know what happened to my Google Doc. Reese Hoskins, he's hitting 448. In his last seven games, he's 13 for 29 with five home runs, 31 total bases. Bryce Harper, uh, still with that partially torn UCL, he's hitting 385, 10 for 26, two home runs, 17 total bases. Nick Castellanos, 333, nine total bases. He's got a double in that stretch. He's eight for 24. Uh, Kyle Schwarber. 321. He's got two Schwar bombs. And when this guy gets going, he had a great June last year. Uh, he had like two bombs in one game earlier this week. I think it was. Uh, he's nine for 28 with 18 total bases. Also hitting 320, Didi Gregorius, Odubel Herrera, Herrera, 313, Matt Veerling, he's hitting 308, and Bryson Stott's hitting 304. Everybody in this lineup's hitting. I love them against Patrick Corbin here. Yeah, this one was the third one in my little trilogy of boring run lines. Um, I actually watched the Philly game. It only finished about an hour ago. Uh, tonight, the Tuesday game against Miami. They never looked uh, like scoring a run, really. And then the the only runs they scored was a, a three-run walk-off homer um, from the catcher, Stubbs, I think it was, um, in the bottom, yeah, bottom nine, walked it off. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit uh, underwhelming tonight, but... Um, as much as the Nationals have been hitting a little bit better behind that Nelson Cruz revival, um, you just can't trust Corbin again and, and Philly should have too much for them. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not proud of those three picks, but it's a, it's a Philly run line at minus 134 uh, for me. Uh, we have four games left to handicap. Um, 7 Eastern first pitch is the Tampa Bay Rays 
at the New York Yankees. And this is where we're getting into the pitching silliness. Uh, Drew Rasmussen, the slated Tampa Bay pitcher, um, about an hour and a half ago, uh, sent to the IL. Uh, not entirely sure what the injury is. Um, Ralph Garza was called up uh, in his place. So that leaves us without a pitcher uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, Luis Severino um, is going for uh, the New York Yankees. We do have some lines up. I'm guessing that they're the lines still for Rasmussen because this is this is relatively fresh news. I'll throw them out anyway um, and we we can have a look at them. Tampa Bay are slash were plus 140. Uh, the Yankees minus 160 and the total was set at eight. Um, and this one, Noah, um, obviously you you were aware that, that Rasmussen's gone down. Um, are you aware that you have a replacement yet or is there anything we can do with these lines? Well, I think that we could also expect a bullpen game here from the Rays, and they're very comfortable yeah. in those bullpen games. So I, I really haven't changed the handicap all too much from Rasmussen compared to a reliever from them because Rasmussen doesn't very he doesn't go very too deep, or I don't know what I'm trying to say. He doesn't go too deep into games very often. Um, really, only four inning, five inning starts. He's he's like an extended over or opener. He goes like two times if he can through that. Um, top of the order and then he gets pulled uh the rays are four and three in their last seven games and the under eight is four and three as for the yankees they are 12 and one in their last 13 games and the over is seven and six in that span but to make up for no strong trend on the total the yankees are nine and four against the run line in their last 13 and they face a tampa bay team with a bullpen game coming on here i think that the yankees probably catch on to one or two of these relievers that the rays throw out uh, Luis Severino. Uh, otherwise, he's four and one with a 280 ERA, 71 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 61 innings pitched. And he's coming off of back to back 10 strikeout performances. I think you either look at a K prop or the Yankees on the run line here. Okay. Uh, Dylan, um, any thoughts on this one uh, with the Rasmussen news? Yeah. So I actually saw a pitcher just now. It's going to be Josh Fleming going for okay. the Rays. So slight lean towards the over, regardless if it was Rasmussen or Fleming. I liked the over even more. I made my total 8.4, but that was with Rasmussen. Uh, so, I mean, I think these lines have been getting very sharp in baseball. Now that uh, leagues have been ending down, odds makers are getting real tight with these lines. So I feel like there's no real value here on the side for either team, but I think with how bad Fleming has been on the road, I think we see both pitchers give up a few runs here in a little league field. So let's go over eight. Yeah, I pulled up Fleming's stat page here. He's two and three on the year, 18.1 innings pitched. He has 17 strikeouts, nine walks. Um, this is, like I said, it's basically a bullpen game here with the guy. Um, I had this Sandy Captors the over for a couple of reasons. Um, and one of them, Stands even though uh, Rasmussen's uh, roadie already was poor, but um, for the bullpen game, you'd still fancy the Yankees uh, to be able to get to one or two with the pitchers, like Noah rightly said. Um, but Severino saw Tampa Bay uh, on the 29th of May and they got four runs, they took them for four earned runs. Um, so a little bit of familiarity there. Uh, so if Tampa Bay can do similar, uh, if they can maybe take uh, take three or four earned runs off of Severino, then we can get to an over in this one. The Yankees are flying again. They've won five in a row. Um, so minus one six was a little bit short, um, which I think will be a fairly similar price, actually. Uh, but yeah, I'll take the over at eight. With Father's Day around the corner, uh, time to tell you about Manscaped. Um, here to ensure that all the father figures uh, are looking daddy material in June. Uh, Manscaped's performance package 4.0 um, is the thing that uh, your dad wants a Father's Day. Um, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. Um, with the 4.0 bundle, you get the Lawnmower, the 4.0 trimmer, uh, the Weed Whacker, which is for your ears and your nose and all that sort of malarkey, uh, the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, uh, Crop Reviver, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. Um, so, yeah, the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, will be the official MVP of Father's Day. Skin safe technology, it's waterproof. It's got a little spotlight in there to get your heart to reach places. Um, just what people need. Um, you can get 20% off and free shipping 
uh, with the SGP uh, code at manscaped.com. 20% off for free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SGP. Uh, shake what mama gave you. No, shake what your daddy gave you. Uh, not my words. Um, <laughs> right, while we've been recording, see what things happen when we've been recording. Firstly, uh, the Minnesota Twins have busted open, so Dylan's hit his, uh, um, was it your lock or your dog? It was your lock, wasn't it? Yes, but sir. Also, I know Dylan has uh, Noah, have, have you seen the uh, any of the silliness from the Houston game tonight? Houston won 9-2. to two. Have you seen the quite remarkable thing that's happened in that game? No, I have not. Okay. So, I told you, uh, there was two immaculate innings uh, in that game. Uh, I'd be yeah. surprised. Yeah. There you go. Eyebrows raised. Um, yeah. It's the first ever time in history there's been two immaculate innings on a single calendar date. Uh, and it just so happens that they were in the same game. Uh, it also happens that they were by the same team. But get this. It was the same batters both times. Oh, really? I mean, that's a million <laughs> to one shot. Um, that's tough. It was, it was Nate Lau. It was uh, Duran. Um and uh, Miller, and um, Brad Miller. So, yeah, the first time that there's been two immaculate innings recorded on a single calendar date, let alone in the same game, or by the same team. Uh, and on top of that, it was the same three batters. So there you go. Uh, there's a dog for you. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was too busy watching the Tigers get their ass kicked. So that's... Tigers got their ass really, really kicked today. Uh, yeah. They got it kicked a long way. Um which, Noah, gives perfect, us a beautiful perfect segue. Perfect segues by both of us there. Yeah, into what this a guy. Game. Again, yeah. for all these buffoons that think we just sellotape this uh, <laughs> podcast together, it's all beautifully planned out. Uh, the Detroit Tigers are at home to the Texas Rangers, uh, which is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch. Martin Perez, um, the lefty goes for Texas. And Bo Brisky, uh, I think he, Bo Brisky was my hero um, for uh, defeating the Toronto Blue Jays at the weekend. Uh, that was. I was full of, yeah, that was a night I was full of beer and uh, <laughs> taking uh, one too many victory laps uh, around. Did you hit that parlay too, both the Padres? No, Padres dropped the second leg of the double header, oh, which damn. I already found out the next afternoon once I recovered from uh, all the lager <laughs> that I drank the night before. Yeah, the Padres hit, the horse hit, and then the Rockies... Uh, stole it from us, so gotcha. uh, a bit of a shame. But yeah, it, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, Texas are minus one twenty six. Detroit are plus one o eight. The total is at eight and a half. And uh, who's got this game under control for us? Is this one of yours, Dylan? Yes, sir. Uh, I think this should be a good pitching matchup. Uh, Martin Perez. He has two. He had two unusual outings after starting the season pretty on uh, pretty on fire. While Bo Brisky. He's been pretty consistent throughout the season, in my opinion. His last two starts have been really good, though, against really good lineups like the Blue Jays and the Yankees. But for as good as he's been, they just haven't won too many of his games. Uh, Tigers lost four in a row, uh, and I just trust the Rangers' bat a little more in this game. So give me the Rangers on the road here at minus 126. I think it's a low price. Um, yeah, we can um, ask some questions here to Noah about the uh... – about the Tigers, because we haven't spoken for a couple of days. Um, we never mentioned Eduardo Rodriguez last night, Dylan, when we talked about the phalanx of pitches that had gone down injured. Erod, <clears throat> um, and I don't know, I'll, no, I can fill us in on that. He's uh, gone somewhere for a certain time. Uh, no, I can give us the deals. Tonight, yeah, they got so, absolutely battered. Um, yeah. They lost 13-0 I mean, to the White Their four-game losing streak here isn't a losing streak. It was a curb-stomping streak. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I think they, they got locked in the um, clubhouse. I don't know. They Certainly, when yes. we started recording, they were, they were locked in. So I don't know if they're out now out or if they're yeah. still in there. Uh, but the manager had locked them in there for what I presume is a bit of a bollocking. Uh, but first of all, what do you know about Erod? Because we haven't uh, talked about that this week. On the, so Erod... On Erod was making his rehab back from <clears throat> it was like an abdominal injury, something something with his midsection. And about time when he was like when the uh, organization was ready to call him up, 
he said that he wouldn't be joining the team due to personal reasons. So we've placed him on the restricted list and he is not getting paid. Um, there's some speculation between uh, us Detroit Tigers fans. You, you know, whenever this happens, you just go to check out the social media page and it just looks to be a couple of pictures were deleted of some uh, maybe former loved ones. So that's where oh. we're at with E-Rod. Oh, bit of gossip, eh? Uh, okay, yeah, well, we won't speculate uh, any further in case it is something uh, important or uh, grave. Um, and have you got a um, have you got a pick for us on this at all? Can are you get back to your Tigers? Um, no, they're <laughs> <laughs> going with the Rangers. Um, we literally have maybe three of the worst hitters in the league on our team. <laughs> Baez sucks. He's so bad. He's really um, struggling, isn't he? Yeah. And Gilbert tried to like Ryan. He tried to like, hey, do you want your your guy Javi? And I was like, he's not really my guy. <laughs> I'm uh, not really interested in Javi. Who's hitting? Uh, currently, uh, he's uh, on the year 188 with oh my god, 53 strikeouts in. 191 at bats, so over a fourth of his at bats are ending in strikeouts, um, and that's a good 200 at bat sample size. So it's it's a, it's a rough go for Baez and um, a rough go for this offense in general. Uh, historically bad, where the only guy that is hitting above 300 for us right now is a guy that's been injured and a guy that's been DFA'd, <laughs> and um, Derez and Dustin Garneau. As for the last week here. Um, let's take a look at what I had written down. We have Baez hitting 63. We have Scope hitting 67. We have Torkelson hitting 77. We have Austin Meadows hitting 200. We have Tucker Barnhart hitting 200. We have Miguel Cabrera hitting 200. The only good guy on this team that's really hitting is hitting Harold Castro. And he's got nine singles and one double in his last 19 at bats. So it's really just all singles from the guy His his uh, slugging percentage is always in the three hundreds. And then um, our platooning catcher, Eric Haas, he's hitting 400 Victor Reyes off of injury hitting 462 in the last week. And we literally just threw out Roger Clemens kid, uh, Cody Clemens yeah. to go hit for our go pitch for us today when we were getting uh, curb stomped. I like that word. It, it's very fitting for this team. As for the Rangers, Josh Smith, he's sitting 417 in uh, his last five games played. Uh, Zach Rex, he's hitting 500 playing right field for the Rangers. He's three for six with three singles. Um, 440, Adolis Garcia, he's got two home runs, 17 total bases. He's 11 for 25. Nathaniel Lowe hitting 400, 19 total bases, four RBIs, also two bombs. He's 10 for 25. And that's all the bats for you in this game. I, I like the Rangers. I hadn't noticed how teasing Nathaniel Lowe was having. If the, I've got him on three or four of my fantasy teams, and when I play at the start of the week. I only put him in. I was only putting him in. If there's a few question marks about my other kind of corner infielders, sometimes I was playing Wilma Flores or Ryan McMahon and play. And then um, it came to my attention that like Nathaniel Lowe was like 12th uh, in in war uh, amongst all batters or something. So I completely got that one wrong. That just uh, served as a little reminder um, to just not look at the name recognition and have a little dig into the stats. Uh, for Detroit, I don't know what the hell happened to Akil Badu. Um he just disappeared. I know he's been... We yeah, well, he hasn't been injured. He, yeah, yeah. And then I think he's down to double A at the moment on a, a rehab assignment or he might have just gone back uh, yes, to the motel. Uh, yeah, um, what a complete um, underwhelming uh, thing that was. Um, yeah, so to get back to this, there's two players here for me. There's uh, Texas at minus 126. They've got, not got a bad road record, Texas. 15 and 15 on the road. Uh, they've been competitive against good teams, let alone this this mess. Um, and I thought a first five under, um, given Brisky, um, just a little bit of credit for what he's been able to do. Um, and obviously Martin Perez has been okay as well. Uh, so a first five under here, or Texas uh, on the money line, whichever way you want to play it. Uh, the last game 
No, it's not the last game. It's the second last game uh, because Jeff Fox, you'd be pleased to hear. I forgot about the Mets up in the top corner. Uh, 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the Milwaukee Brewers at the New York Mets. Uh, Aaron Ashby, left-handed pitcher uh, for the Brewers and Tyler McGill uh, for the New York Mets. Um, Ashby, I left him out. Uh, I know we've talked a lot. I know people never want to hear about your own personal fantasy team. So I apologise to the listeners that we had mentioned it. But we, we mentioned it because it, there's some there's a reason that we've done it. And um, Aaron Ashby just started his last couple of games for Mitt Rope. He gave up four against San Diego. And then his last time out, uh, 13 hits um, at Washington. Uh, six runs there. Um, so his ERA in his last seven games crept up to 488. Um, sort of pressed into service into this rotation. So... Um, I'm hoping he gets back to form, but actually until I see one more good start, then I was happy to leave him out. Uh, and Tyler McGill's another question mark. Uh, came back uh, from injury last week. Uh, it's okay. Um, he had, he'd had a really great start of the season, then he'd missed round about a month. Um, came back, pitched three and a third last week at LA Angels, uh, five hits, two earned runs. Uh, showed he still kind of had it, so hopefully McGill can settle back into this rotation as well. Um I think uh, I just I handed exactly the same as I handicapped the Mets game on Tuesday. Uh, was that I just think they're the better team, and there wasn't much just and they're the better team. Um, they won that game. They won comfortably four to nothing. The minus one twenty five tomorrow, uh, which I think is a good price. I'm saying minus one thirty. You know, actually, uh, Brewers plus ten. The total is seven and a half, uh, and also the Mets are twelve and ten. Um, playing against left-handed starters as well, uh, which Ashby is. So lots of pointers towards the Mets. And yeah, they're just rolling. There's no reason not to take them. Uh, Dylan, your New York Mets, are you backing them again tomorrow? Absolutely. Uh, Mets with a nice win, like you said, Monday night in the opening game of this series. But Malcolm, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I tried to give your boy Ashby a shot, but I just can't back him against this Mets team. The, the boys have been swinging the bats well, and now the Brewers have lost nine of their last ten. Something is wrong with this team. And now having to come on the road against the Mets, who they don't lose many games at home, I think this is a bad spot for them. So give me the Amazons at minus 125. Uh, Noah, is it a hat-trick of New York Mets? Um, my gut <clears throat> my gut handicaps actually telling me no. Um. I'm, I'm seeing all these signs from both of you guys. I'm driving it on the freeway and it, it's saying uh, the exit is closed, but I want to take the exit. Um, Dylan, what's your, what's your value that you have here on Milwaukee and tuck me out of it? Cause I think uh, with Tyler McGill coming off of injury, it wasn't a very deep start in his last outing. He only went 3.1 innings pitch had four strikeouts, two runs on a home run in five it uh and five hits during that game um and ashby does have some promise he's just had a couple of bad starts in a row here um i i don't think it's a bad spot for a dog but i'd like to hear what dylan has handicapped here for the price so for the price i made the mets a minus 140 favorite and i made the brewers a plus 140 uh plus one and a half i need a minus 135 to take them same thing with the Mets on the run line. I need a minus 135. Just because I think the Mets are so good at home, we're swinging the bat really well. And I just think we're, we're a little more well, uh, rested than this Brewer team. So I'm a little biased in my, my play, but I, I didn't make Tyler McGill that big of a favor. I only made him a minus 140. Gotcha. I, I mean, I trust I trust your cap right now over my gut. I'll say that because I've been watching more college baseball. But uh, that, that was just where my instant – cap came to is that Milwaukee I mean they've lost nine of their last ten but I I I haven't hated the way that Ashby's pitched uh this season he's just no, had Ashby Ashby has been good he's been really yeah. good I think yeah uh, I just I, I I lost my nerve a little bit on him after I saw that that last start and I had to make room for a, a pitcher he, he was the one that got the chop um, but yeah I'm certainly still high on him um, yeah give, we have given up the, given up six runs against the Nationals it's it's tough to you yeah. know yeah that's not ideal uh, we have talked the, the early part of the week Noah whether you've caught it or not about the Mets coming back home as well this week because they've been on 
um, a bit of a mega road trip. They played in Colorado and they played um, at, it, they were all over Cali last week. They played the the Angels and the Dodgers, and I think the Padres as well. Uh, so yep. yeah, they they been played well out there enjoying... too. I think the podcast yeah. that I jumped on. They were like six and zero on that road trip. Something yeah, I like think that. well, I think it finished five. The the Cali stand finished five and five, I think. But anyway, the really? uh, so I think they're enjoying the enjoying the the home comforts this week as well, which is another reason <laughs> uh, that me and Dylan have been relatively high on them, and they keep doing the business as well. Um, the final game tonight is uh, ten ten Eastern first pitch is the LA Angels. Yep, the Seattle Mariners. Um, Shohei Otani is the pitcher for the LA Angels. And George Kirby for Seattle. Uh, the LA Angels are slight favourites. Minus 120. Seattle plus 102. Total is at seven. Uh, Shohei, four and four. 364. Uh, 54 and a third. 71Ks and a 112 whip. Uh, Kirby, one and one. 365 ERA. Uh, 37 innings, 35 Ks, and a 114. But I don't think a line's pretty much in terms of uh, ERA, 364 to 365. The whips, 112 to 114. Uh, they've both got balanced records as well. Um, Otani got back on track last time um, at Boston. He he was pretty much solely responsible for snapping uh, that Angels losing streak. Um, Speaking of snapping, hits. did you see that broken yes. bat from Trout yesterday? I didn't know. Was it a good one? Um, it was a gnarly one. He sna- snapped his bat and it was sawed off at the handle. And um, the the barrel of the bat had like shard and flew back in his backswing. Complete 180 direction uh, directed at the catcher and the umpire. It struck the umpire Ooh. in between the bars of his face mask right in between the eyes. He broke his nose it drew blood, and that's probably as good of a uh, outcome it could have been because that could have blinded one of his eyes. It was crazy, crazy sight. I've never seen something like that. Oh. I'll try and track that down on YouTube. Yeah, sounds a bit, uh, sounds a bit nasty. Um, yeah. yeah, so Otani says snapped. Um, segue back in uh, the Angels <laughs> losing streak uh, with that performance with bat and ball. Uh, last week um, Kirby's been great uh, three earned runs in four of his seven games started that is, is he always good his numbers are good but yeah in the seven games started he has given up three or more uh, it's too egregious like um, I've been kind of behind Seattle all week they got a win on Tuesday um, as we speak they've just gone down four to nothing against the Twins slightly disappointing um, don't know about this one I think LA Angels are feeling uh, this road trip, they lost two to nothing at the Dodgers uh, last night, so they're still not really going um, very well. Uh, this was hard for me, but I'm going to come down on the Seattle money line. I thought it was a little bit of a better price, plus one or two. I'll be honest, sitting watching this last two hours of Seattle here uh, just puts me off a little bit, uh, but I'll stick with my original handicap and I'll give a tentative vote to Seattle at plus one or two, Dylan. Yeah, so for me, I made the Angels a minus-115 favorite, so I, I would need a plus-115 to take the Mariners. But I think uh, I'm going to slightly – probably nothing to fish on. I probably won't play this game, but slightly towards the over seven. Just on principle, I think this number is too low. I set my line at 8.1. I like both pitchers here, but both of them have been giving up a few runs each. So even if we get three apiece, we'll hit the over. So – the first game went way over this number. I think we get another high-scoring game here. So give me the over seven. It's a little juicy to minus 120, but it's worth it. Uh, Noah finishes off Angels at Mariners. So I don't have uh, the number for the prop in front of me, but I, I would love a Kirby strikeout prop here because the Angels are one of those teams that has a very high swing and miss rate against right-handed pitching, and Kirby has that uh, strikeout swing and miss stuff. So um, really have kind of – I'm hoping that Kirby pans out because he's one of the guys that I jumped on when uh, he came up into the MLB. For Seattle, lately, Luis Torrens and in two games played. He's three for seven, hitting 429. <clears throat> Dylan Moore hitting 375 with three for eight with three total bases, three walks as well. Uh, J.P. Crawford hitting 350, seven for 20. Uh, Sam Haggerty hitting 333, one for four. Uh, 
in four games played. So he's been pinch hitting. It looks like 304 Ty France. He's seven for 23 with 15 total bases, four RBIs and two tanks or two all of was, as I was saying at the beginning of the year. And for the angels, um, Joe Adele, he's hitting 500 in his last three games played. He's got 10 at bats, five for 10 with a double uh, Mike Trout hitting 455. Good to see him back heating up after that long slump. He's five for 11 with two home runs, 12 total bases. Shohei Otani hitting 455 RBIs, 17 total bases. Also, two Sayonaras. He's nine for 20. Brandon Marsh, six for 18, hitting 333, three RBIs, two tanks as well for him, 13 total bases. And last but not least, above 300, Jared Walsh. He's hitting 320, 14 total bases, three RBIs. Eight for 25. Uh, he is a triple mixed in there as well. So when that middle of the order of the Angels is hitting, this is one of the better teams in baseball. Um, after this long losing streak, I think there might still be some value in this number on the Angels, and I'll look to take them on the money line here. I think they're heating up. Okay, then. Uh, before we get to our lock and dog picks, I will briefly tell you about IP Vanish. Uh, did you know that without... Um, if you use incognito mode, it doesn't actually protect your privacy. Uh, without that ad security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. Uh, that's why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to stay truly private and secure on the internet and encrypt 100% of your data. So details, passwords, communications, browsing history, etc., uh, will be completely hidden from view. Um, you can use it on as many devices as you like, including your Fire Stick for when you're streaming. Uh, IP Vanish offer an incredible 70% of the yearly plan uh, for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Dead easy to use, uh, one touch of a button, and you are protected. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promo code SGP to get that 70% savings at ipvanish.com slash SGP. Uh, Noah, we'll let you lead us off here. First time you've joined us this week, so a couple of uh, winners required from you. You need to pay your way. Uh, you're back, so give us a look on a dog. So, <clears throat> whoa. So my log, lock for today is going to be let's do uh, Toronto minus one and a half. You got Kevin Gosman going up against his old team in a revenge game. I like that. And then as my dog, I'm also going to go and do another run line. Um, give me the, the Yankees. They're rolling. I'll, I'll take them against the bullpen game with Severino on the mound minus one and a half at plus 125. Okay, I like that. I thought you were going to pick my exact two picks. Then I, I was going to be instantly regretted letting you go first because you stole <laughs> my first one. Uh, Dylan, I'll give you a chance to uh, to see if you can steal my second one. Uh, lock on a dog for you. All right, so my lock, I'm going back to this Rangers-Tigers game. I already gave out Rangers money line, but I really like the under eight and a half. I set my line at a 7.8. I just like the two pitchers with Martin Perez. He, he's great on the road in Bo uh, Brisket. He's good on, at home. So I think we see a low scoring game as well. Tigers have a good bullpen. And for my lock or my dog, excuse me, I'm going to, I didn't really, it's kind of a chalky slate, but I'm going to go with the Red Sox on the run line. I don't know if that's yours, Malcolm, but uh, the A, you just can't back the A's right now. They're awful. I think the Red Sox smoke them. So uh, let me get the A's, uh, the, excuse me, the Red Sox on the run line at plus 140. That 100% was Malcolm's. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Did you see my face then? Oh, so, oh my yeah. Uh, I, I'm going first tomorrow. Can I get this in now? When we do these tomorrow, I am going first and I'm not uh, allowing any duplicates. So yeah, uh, Noah has stolen my lock. Dylan stolen my dog. Um, I'm, I will, I'm going to keep with him. There's no point. I'm not going to uh, call an audible just for the sake. Um, the Blue Jays against Baltimore um, on the run line. Again, just looks so straightforward. Not original, but what you're going to do. Um, I'll be honest, any of those three run lines you could take, um, the Padres, the Phillies, or the Blue Jays, but I'll make the Blue Jays the yeah. official one. And um, yeah, Boston on the run line against this Oakland team. It's a, it's a good uh, Boston side taking on a trip Oakland side. So uh, plus 140, uh, looks like a smashing price for me. 
Um, so yeah, good luck with all of those. Um, gents, well done. Um, we uh, we covered a lot of ground there. It was only a, a nine game slate, but uh, we got through a lot of stuff. So uh, Noah, thank you very much. No problem. I was happy to uh, include a nice a nice throwback song there for you too, in Informer by Snow. I enjoyed that, yeah. I'll stick that on <laughs> in the car first thing in the morning and uh, I'll have a little sing song to myself. Dylan, just, uh, just start singing Matt Swarma. Matt Swarma. <laughs> just if he wins, yeah, we'll, get that as a, we'll get that as the shoot, the, the theme tune here. Uh, Dylan, what are you up to? Nothing much. Just going to relax, uh, watch some baseball tonight and. Uh, I thought the NBA Finals was on, but they take fucking three, oh, excuse me, three, four days <laughs> to play a game. So just going to relax and have a good night. Okay, potty mouth. Uh, well, I look forward to Royal Ascot tomorrow. If you want some early morning horse racing, uh, you've got time to listen to the Notorious Auto. Sure hey, right now. Follow up our uh, <laughs> five to one winner uh, with a couple more fancy prices tomorrow, actually. I've got a 25 to one shot in there. Uh, I'm not going to give you the name. You'll have to listen. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back uh, to preview Friday's games tomorrow. Uh, And until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.